we give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God for our awesome choir and choir directors. We praise God for all of you being here this morning. And this morning at 6 a.m., we had a great, great worship experience, great service. Uh, between uh, the Ten Commandments and Villanova, I was up <laughs> to 11 or 12 o'clock and got right back up at 2, but both won. Moses won and Villanova won, so we thank the God. We thank God from whom all blessings flow, and we ought to be excited. We ought to be excited about what Jesus performed before us. Amen. Praise God. Now, I'm going to try to exegete the passage at hand. Turn to John chapter 20, St. John chapter 20, and John, unlike Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are not synoptic gospels. The word synoptic comes from the word synonymous. The intent of John is not to prove as Matthew that Jesus is the king of the Jews. It's not to prove like Mark that Jesus is the servant, amen, of God. It's not to be like Luke to prove that Jesus is the son of man, but only John is out to prove that Jesus is the son of God. He's God's son, and he's the unique son of God. In John chapter 20, I want to read a few verses. Stay with me in verse 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and see of two angels in white sitting, the one at the head, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain, and they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, listen, verse 14, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. This whole sermon is on the fact that Jesus is still standing. He's still standing. He's still standing. And I hope to use this word metaphorically as, as well as this text to paint a picture of the presence, the power, and the payment of Almighty God. Jerusalem was silent and there was a sacred hush hoovering over the city as this self-proclaimed prophet of Galilee was captured, condemned, and crucified. This Jesus who profess 
to be the light of the world was no longer shining. He preached that he was the bread of life, but he was no longer feeding. He proclaimed to be God's shepherd of the sheep, but he was no longer leading. From his very birth, his presence has been unusually peculiar to man. As a babe in the manger, he prompted a multitude of angels to light up the skies and sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Stars which were fastened in the stellar heavens began to move and sparkle with unusual light. A magi of kings and astrologers decided they would find the place where this child, which was called the king of the highest and the son of the highest, would be born so that they may come and worship him. At 12 years of age, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught the scriptures, Old Testament, and mystified the scholars in the Sanhedrin Council as he taught with authority. He blew many, many minds. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Demons were rebuked. Yeah, common fishermen were called to be his followers, his disciples, and they arrested him and they arraigned him and they accused him in a kangaroo court and led him from judgment hall to judgment hall. They mocked him. They smacked him in the face. They spit on him. They criticized him. They laughed at him. The disciples ran into hiding. The women were crying. And the religious leaders who hated him were smiling. And Jesus did not utter a single word. They placed him on a borrowed, they placed him in a borrowed tomb that Joseph of Arimathea owned, and, and, and on the cross he was a man hung up between two, th two thieves. And as they put him in the tomb, they rolled this huge stone and put Roman guards on the outside so nobody could get in. And all of this happened on Good Friday. Yeah, Good Friday. Jesus <clears throat> was dead and his followers were depressed. People were wondering if he actually told them the truth or not. That this son of the most high God was now dead and buried. But as we recapture the crime scene, as we play CSI this morning, Matthew is very meticulous. Matthew says that on resurrection morning when Mary Magdalene, I'll get to her in a minute, came to the grave that 
there, there were two angels who shot out of heaven with glistening glory. And they, they, one sat on the stone, rolled, rolled the stone back and sat on it. The other one uh, began to question Mary. And Mark talks about a, a young man dressed in a long robe uh, who was a, a, an angel. And uh, Luke gives a little more attention. Luke talks about two glistening angels coming down and a man Jesus disguising himself and walking up the uh, Emmaus Road with his own disciples, they didn't recognize him. Uh, can I get a witness? And, and, when, and, and when Jesus does not disclose himself to you, you cannot recognize him. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, but only John, 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 John steps out and says, no, I gotta, I gotta add a different dimension to this story. I gotta, I gotta add something different that, that this, this Mary Magdalene uh, Mary of Magnadalia, a place, not a last name. This Mary, this ex-prostitute, this loose woman who had been liberated by Jesus and, listen, who had seven demonic demons possess her, was loosed by Jesus. And, and, and there was an unusual love for her, in her for the Lord. And the Bible says we're much has been forgiven the same loveth much. Let me, let me stop and pause and park. The ones that are in this place this morning and really understand just how much God has forgiven them, they are the ones that love the Lord. Can I get a witness? Some of us come in here all sedentified and we don't think Jesus really did that much well, your love is a little suspect. It's when you know that you know that you know that he snatched you out of hell, that he put you on a street called straight, that he, that, he, that he healed you of your wounds and took away your damaging habits and got your mind straight. I wish I had a witness up in here. Can I get a witness? Oh, oh, only those people will love the Lord. I love the Lord because he first loved me. Can I get a witness? And, and, and this, this, this Mary of Magdalia, this Mary, this Mary, this Mary, amen, comes to the grave and finds out in John's account that the body is missing. And she suddenly cries and becomes hysterical and runs back to Peter and John, two of his closest apostles. And the, and, the, and the Bible captures this, that Peter and John raced out to go to the tomb. And since John was younger than Peter, John outran Peter. John got there first. And, 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 and you've got to see, see, see the text that when John came up on the tomb, uh, there are three different Greek words for see. What John saw initially was a casual looking. He didn't go in, he just casually looked. But Peter ran all the way. You know Peter's personality. Peter ran all the way and Peter went on in. It was not a casual look. Yeah. It was a close look. 
Peter looked and examined what had happened. And then the Bible says John went back in, listen, not with a casual close, but with a convicting look. He went in with a perception. And the Bible lets us know that what John saw persuaded him to believe the rest of his life. Can I get a witness? Well, what did John see? I'm, I'm glad you asked. John examined the grave clothes and saw that Jesus' body that was in the grave clothes had just oozed out of the clothes without disturbing the clothes. Now, you know only God can do something like that. Only God, only God can come out of clothes and not disturb the clothes. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and the, Bible, the Bible goes on in John, the Bible goes on in John to say that James, I mean Peter and John went back home. But here comes Mary. She loves her Lord. Mary goes back to the burial place, to the tomb. And when she got there, she saw two angels appear, one standing where the body was. And they asked her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said, because they have taken away my Lord. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and see, see let, me, let me suggest this, that the Bible says, Jesus said in the Bible, that they that seek me early will find me when they seek me with all their heart. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says right here in verse 14, look at this, and when she had thus said, she turned herself around. She turned back and saw Jesus standing. Now we're going to build our whole sermon off of this word, standing. Met metaphorically, Pay attention to what I'm about to say. Metaphorically, until you turn around, you can't see Jesus. And until you repent, until you are willing to turn away from your wicked ways, until you turn your life around, until you consider who he is. Some of us too busy for Jesus. There's no room in the end. There's no room in our agendas. There's no room in our minds. But she turning around saw Jesus standing. Now let me let me let me let me stop pause and park because this standing is critical. I want to suggest three ways that this standing should affect our lives. First, Jesus standing ought to change our thinking. Yeah. He was dead, but now he's alive. He's the Logos. He's the Word of God. He always was. He's the wasness of was. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were created by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, and he is before all things. Uh, do I have a witness? And the Bible says in John chapter 1, listen, he is the light, the life, the Logos, the Lamb, and the Liberator. All that's right there in the first chapter of John. The fact of the matter is, well, 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 his standing, listen, ought to change our thinking. About what? First, his death. 
death could not prevent or preempt the standing. Death was diminished. And, and Paul talks about this thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, amen, 56 on. He says, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. The word death means separation, amen. Physical death is separation from our bodies. Spiritual death is separation from God. Are you getting this? The last enemy is death. So Paul played with that thing. Old death. Death is swallowed up in victory. Old death, where, where is thy sting? Old grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through Christ Jesus. Now, you, if you stop there, you got a good rendition of the resurrection, but you have nothing about your rest. Because you can only have rest because of the resurrection. Therefore, semicolon, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain. What do you mean, Paul? But because he got up, we get up. Because he's got all power, we have power. Because he has the victory, we have the victory. His standing ought to change our thinking about his death. But it also ought to change our thinking about his descent. Peter tells us that when Jesus was placed in the tomb, he didn't just lay there three days, he went into hell. The Greek word Tartarus. The word Tartarus is the prison house of demons. Yeah, in Genesis 6, when the deacon, uh, the, uh, the deacons, when the demons, some deacons down there too, some, when, when, when the demons kept not their first estate. Not our deacons. Our deacons in heaven. But when they kept not their first estate, they cohabitated. They didn't marry. They cohabitated with women. They demonized the seed in Genesis 6 so that the, the promised Savior could not come. Because God made promises in the Garden of Eden. He said, her seed going to destroy your seed. So Satan was trying to stop the seed. So these demons, amen, they demonized the seed. And so Jesus, amen, when he died, he went tripping down into hell. And, and Peter says when he got to hell, he started preaching. The word, Greek word caruso is to preach. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't quote poetry. He didn't quote some, uh, amen, daily bread. He preached the word. And I believe he pre his sermon was four words. I told you so. That I am who I said I was. His death, his descent, but then his defeat of death, my God. See, death had always been a problem. Death had Jairus' daughter. Wouldn't let her go until Jesus showed up. Death had Lazarus. Wouldn't let Lazarus go until Jesus showed up. Can I get a witness? And death had you and me. And didn't want to let us go until Jesus showed up. Can I get a witness? Well, he went tripping down into Abraham's bosom, uh, Luke 16, and Abraham's bosom and, and all of the people in the Old Testament were waiting for the Messiah to show up. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 8, 
He said, Abraham was glad to see my day. Didn't he say that? Before Abraham was, I am. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. His standing ought to change our thinking about his death, descent, and his ultimate defeat. Secondly, Jesus' standing ought to challenge our theology. Yeah. He's the lamb. First he's the logos, now he's the lamb. Our theology ought to be challenged by the debt that he paid. Jesus paid the entire debt for our sins. He is our sin bearer. Now, now let me stop Falls and Park and uh, some denominations get upset and think I'm a false prophet. I ain't no false prophet. You just don't know what you're talking about. He didn't die. See, this is why we praise him. He didn't die for my past only. When I was out there running the streets, getting high and doing everything I could do, cussing, fornicating. Come on now, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When I was out there living recklessly in sin, Jesus died for that. Can I get a witness? And whatever I do today, he died for that. Do I have a witness? Some of y'all looking at me saying, Pastor, you're going to sin every day. Can I get a witness? He died for that. But not only did he die for yesterday and the day, he died for the future. I wish I had a witness. God, God wiped out all of my sins. That's why Isaiah 53 says, for he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Four words in theology that we need to pay attention to as far as this depth is concerned. The first is substitutionary offering. It's an atonement. It's a covering. And, and listen, there's a theological term called vicarious death. He's our vicar. The vicarious death is so deep because in the vicarious death, Lord, have mercy. In the vicarious offering, yeah, the payment for sin is made by the offended party. In other, word, in other words, I do something to you, and your love for me is so strong that you pay for me to get out. Do I have a witness? Y'all ain't getting this this morning. Let me move on. Not, not, not only substitutionary offering, but redemption. That means we are liberated by a payment. Agorizio is the Greek word to buy, but ex agorizio is to buy from or to buy out. So he bought us out of the marketplace of sin. Now let me stop. Oh, God. When Jesus bought me, he bought me out of, out, out of the marketplace of sin. Meaning that I don't now, I don't have a desire to go back into my filth. Ah, oh, I might get weak, might falter, but I don't have a desire to go back there and live a lifestyle of filth because he bought me out of. Not only did he bring me out of, he bought me out of from a curse. I was cursed. 
substitutionary offering, redemption, then reconciliation. The word reconciliation changes relationships. Yeah, because of Jesus' death, I got a new relationship with God the Father. Because of Jesus' death, God the Father got a new relationship with me. Because of Jesus' death, I got a new relationship with you. For God was in Christ reconciling, 2 Corinthians 5.17, recon, rec, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses, and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. And then the fourth term is propitiation, satisfying the wrath of a holy God. So Jesus standing ought to challenge our theology. You can't live good enough to get to heaven. For by grace, love we don't deserve, are you saved through faith. That faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Can I get a witness? And if you try to live uh, and, and become righteous by your living, all you got to do is mess up one time and you're going to hell. All it takes is one sin to go to hell. You say, well, I have never sinned. Well, we understand that you're blind as a bat with sunglasses on. But the bottom line is, you're going to go to hell anyway because you was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. That's for you cutie pies. They don't think you ever did anything. We sin in thought, word, deed, motive, and attitude. We sin by omission and commission. We sin when we know about it, when we don't know about it. Can I get a witness? Child, 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 child of God, that, 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 this ought to change our theology on his death, but it also ought to change our theology on the departure. Don't turn. Leviticus chapter 16 talks about two goats on Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. One was put to death, bloodshed. The other was taken to the wilderness and let loose. And the one that was let loose ran in the wilderness, and they call that the scapegoat. You know we are scapegoats because of what Jesus did. In other words, we escape something we ought to pay for. Do I have a witness up in the house? We, we, we are the scapegoat, Lord have mercy. And, and not only the debt the departure, but... The dismissal, when you get to the book of Hebrews on the priesthood of Jesus Christ, why it is better than the Levitical priesthood is because every year the Levitical priest had to bring an offering to cover their sins for one year. But uh, Hebrews 10, 12 says, but this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right-hand side of God to his enemies be made his footstool. That, that his standing ought to change your thinking. His standing ought to change your theology. Yeah. You don't get to heaven because you got a crucifix around your neck. In fact, Jesus ain't on the cross anyhow. Can I get a witness? You don't, you don't get to heaven because you read your daily bread. and you don't, you don't get to heaven because you go in a corner and chant and moan and groan. You... You don't get to heaven because you speak in some unknown tongue and do gymnastics in the church. You, you don't get to heaven because you sing on a choir, usher, or preach, or be a deacon or a You don't get to heaven for that. You get to heaven because somebody played, paid your price. Somebody paid the cost. 
Somebody got in your place. What shall wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What shall make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. That's why, amen, yeah. In 1956, when Caesar B. DeMille uh, created the Ten Commandments, I saw it last night. Yeah, and the night of Passover, God said, take a hyssop, a sponge, and take, an take animals' blood that was perfect and unblemished animals and put the blood on a doorpost and a lintel. It'll form a cross. And when I, uh-huh, see the blood, I'll pass over. That's what Passover means. When I, when I, when I, when I see it, I'm going to pass over. And every time Satan thought he had me, every time Satan thought I was going to hell, every time Satan thought he could douse me out, God said, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Can I get a witness? And he's my Passover. He's my circumcision. Do I have a witness? There's power in the blood. And there's power in the blood. Uh, amen. There's power in that blood. In that blood. In that blood. In that blood. Thank you, Jesus. You changed my thinking. You changed my theology. But Jesus stand in order to confirm our thanksgiving. Well, what are we thankful for? I'm glad you asked. Because uh, he delivered us. Didn't he deliver us? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and you, Ephesians 2, who were dead in trespasses and sins. You were dead, doomed, disobedient, and totally depraved. Can I stop Paul's and park on those theological terms? You were dead. You, you, you were alive, but you were dead. You were a zombie. You was a dead man walking. Can I get a witness? I, I lived a reckless life in the military at 18, 19, 20 years old. I lived recklessly. I partied. I, come on now. I fornicated. I was out in the world. I did my thing. I cussed you out. I dare you to get up in my face. I lived a reckless life. I, I was brought up in the church, but I was going my way to hell. But one day, Jesus introduced himself to me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Didn't he say that? Didn't he give you rest? He'll take liquor out of your mouth. He'll take drugs out of your veins. He'll take sexual addiction out of your heart. Won't he do it? Um, somebody said the Lord is able. Isn't he able? The Lord is able. The Lord is good. Can I get a witness? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord is my refuge and the Lord is my strength. The Lord, the Lord is my high tower. Thank you, Jesus. Son of man, can these bones live? You know, Lord, preach to the bones. And when the preaching goes to the bones, the bones start jingling. And then preach to the wind. The wind is the Holy Ghost. And the wind starts changing the flesh. The wind starts bringing things together. 
And Ezekiel said, I heard an army stand up in the graveyard. Can I get a witness? What else with God found you and me in the graveyard? He bought us out. He bought us out. He bought us out. He delivered us. Thank you, Jesus. Young and dumb. Reckless and ruined. Do I have a witness? Yeah, and, and you know, I look back now and I'm ashamed of certain things that I did, but now I, I'm not so much ashamed. I now usher it in to my testimony. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Can I get a witness? At 19 years old in the military, two malars, drank DM syrup, smoked my stuff all on one night. Can I get a witness? The syrup made my tongue hang out. The joint made me cool. The two malars got me speedy. I was all messed up, but I'm so glad that Jesus did not let me OD. I'm so glad that the Lord was on my side. I'm so glad that he lifted me out of sin. Say yeah, say yeah, say yeah. He's worthy. He's worthy. And the reason the Lord can't get the glory is because you won't tell the whole story. Some of y'all was prostitutes. Some of y'all was hormonglers. Some of y'all was dope pushers. Some of y'all been to jail twice. Can I get a witness? But God, who's rich, any rich, he's rich in mercy. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Deliverance. But then his destiny. Only Jesus can prepare a place for us. A place called heaven. A place of perfect peace. A place of perfect praise. A place... Can I get a witness where there's no more crying, no more dying, no more sickness, a place? Can I get a witness in Beulah land? Do I have a witness? I'm so glad that the Lord is my light and my salvation. You see, when Jesus quoted that in John 14, I'm going, let not your heart be agitated. I'm going to prepare a place, and if I go, I'm coming back. That, that was the way that marriages took place in the first century. Well, how did marriages take place? Well, a man and woman would become betrothed, engaged. Can I get a witness? And then they were certain to get married. In fact, it was just like they were married. Do I have a witness? Then the husband would tell the soon-to-be wife, Baby, <laughs> I'm going away. 
to prepare a place for you. And when I come back, I'm going to receive you to myself. Can I get a witness? And your job is to keep your lamp burning. Your, light, your, your job is to remain holy, dressed in white, until I get back. Because the Lord is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Do I have a witness? And when he came back, he would take his wife to the new house that he had built. Can I get a witness? So don't come up in this church looking for a wife if you don't have a J-O-B. Do I have a witness? You need a J-O-B to get a W-I-F-E. Can I get a witness? You, you, you need some, yeah, you need some employment up in here. Uh, do I have a witness? Is Jesus standing ought to change our thinking. Jesus standing ought to challenge our theology. Jesus, yeah, standing ought to confirm our thanksgiving. Well, preacher, who is he? And what is he to you? He's my ABCs. He's my amen. He's my anointed, my author, my alpha. He's my beloved, blessed branch, bright and morning star. He's my captain, my Christ, my commander, my cornerstone. He is my I am. He's the lamb of God, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the logos. Can I get a witness? He's my ransom, my redeemer, my refiner, my refuge, my righteousness, my rock, and my rose of Sharon. He's the son of Abraham, son of David, and son of God. He's my chief shepherd. He's my good shepherd. He's my great shepherd. But he's my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not <laughs> want. When I get hard-headed, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Won't he lead you beside still waters? Won't he restore your soul? Won't he lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table right smack dab in the presence of my enemies. And my cup of joy runs over. Surely, I said, surely, I said, surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And when it's over down here, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And the speed limit is a twinkling of an eye. To be absent is to be present. Same tense in the Greek. So the minute I die, I'm with him. I'm with my mother, my father, my brothers, my aunts, my grandmothers, my uncles. I'll see him again. That's why the songwriter said, can I get a witness? When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus we gonna sing we gonna shout the victory say yeah say yeah say yeah he's standing 
ought to change your thinking. His standing ought to change your theology. His standing ought to change your thanksgiving. Saved. Saved. Born again. Blood washed. Blood bought. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light. And just listen, Jesus is still standing. Now let me close on this. No matter what you go through, no matter where you've been, no matter what Satan's throwing at you, you can have turmoil in the marriage, a lack of money, health has dissipated. But one thing we got in common, we're still standing. Can I get a witness? We're still standing. You can throw everything you want to throw, but we're still standing. Can I get a witness? I may not always feel good about it, but I'm still standing. Hell is on every side. We are troubled on every side, but I'm still standing. Say yeah. Still standing. Still standing. Still standing. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Let me tell you why you're still standing. Because he's standing. He's standing. He's standing. For the sake of TV, I want to close out on this. Little boy came home crying about a bully at school that kept beating him up. And his oldest brother said, well, what's going on? He said, this bully, he just picks on me all the time. Older brother said, well, you go to that boy's house right now. Knock on the door. When he comes to the door, say, I'm not taking no more mess off of you. The next time you bully me, it's me and you. And the little boy got nervous and said to his older brother, I'm, I'm scared. He said, go. The little boy went around to the bully's house and knocked on the door. And the bully said, what you want? And the little boy said, I'm not taking it no more. The next time you pick on me, it's me and you. And as the little boy was talking, the bully was standing there looking. It looked like he was looking past the little boy. Do I have a witness? The little boy went home and his brother said, how'd it go? He said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I told him what you said and he just shut the door. He said, I don't understand why that bully acted that way. He said, let me tell you why. Because when you knocked on the door and he opened the door, I was up the street standing there looking at him. And he wasn't looking at you. He was looking at me. Can I get a witness? And when he saw me, he shut the door and went back in. Well, child of God, I come to tell you on this Easter morning, Satan is a bully. And when Satan is picking on you, you got an older brother that's standing behind you, and his name is Jesus Christ. Say it. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. To be praised. Stand on your feet. Still standing.
through the drugs, through the alcohol, through the reckless living, still standing. Others have gone on, we're still standing. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. If you die in your sins, you're going to hell. I know we don't preach that no more, but you're going to hell. The wage of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus, Son of God, God the Son, he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. If you receive Christ into your life by faith, for by grace you saved through faith, that faith is not yours, the gift of God, let's say the man should boost. If you receive Jesus this morning, you are going to glory, to heaven. You will be eternally saved, and God will come in and start working on your life. If you know you need to be saved, just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Over there in the gym, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Or perhaps you want to join the church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. Raise your hand. Is there one? I see hands. Come on, come on. If your hands up, come on, come on, come on, baby. Don't worry about these folks. Come on, come on. Praise me. Is there, is there another? Come on. Is there another? Come on. On the other side, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Thank you that when Mary turned around, and we got to turn around to see Jesus, Jesus was standing. And God, this standing ought to change our thinking, theology, and thanksgiving. And as we leave this place but never your presence, Bless us to walk in your midst. Help us to practice your presence, your power, your peace, and your promotion. And we thank you in Jesus' name for your word. For it's in her name, in his name, that we pray. As Mary Magdalene had seven demons, Jesus rebuked them out of her. Rebuke that which is in us that keeps driving us down and give us the hope of the Holy Ghost through the shed blood of Christ. Bless your people. Bless every family on the sound of my voice on this resurrection morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, still standing. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. God bless you.